Hello, and welcome to Live Well with Jacqueline, the podcast. I actually wanted to open this one and say, Hello, my name is Jacqueline, and I'm a recovered orthorexic. Do you guys know this word, orthorexia? I've always hesitated to like use it because... <clears throat> When you like slap a diagnosis or a word like this, it can seem, um, I don't know, it, it, it holds a lot of weight in water and I've always shied away from saying that I have this and so therefore I'm defining myself by that, which is ironic because the whole idea of orthorexia is I defined myself as by the way that I was eating at the time. And therefore, I was better than anybody else around me. Okay. Let's start from when I went on my first diet at 14. So orthorexia is defined as you feel compelled to eat only healthy foods and therefore demonize other food groups as not being healthy, um, that maybe aren't in the particular diet schematic or dogma that you're following. And therefore that permeates then your being as you are now therefore either bad or good or healthy or not healthy based on if you choose to eat or not eat these foods. You can see right now how this becomes a mental health issue. And it can really affect your quality of life. So it started when I was 14 and it was Easter. We, I was raised Catholic. And uh, you give up something for Lent. I was in eighth grade and I was 143 pounds. I was chunk monks, as I like to say. And I thought, oh, I just need to lose weight. How could I do that? Oh, I'm going to give up meat. So I did. And guess what, kids? I gave up meat and I lost a ton of weight. I got down to 115 pounds and I thought, this is a miracle. I'm now a vegetarian. Um, my mom was so pissed. She was like, are you kidding me? You didn't even consult me on this. You're just now not going to eat meat. And she refused to support this for like 48 hours. And then one day comes home with like $100 of groceries and shoves it all onto the table and bought like all these beans in prepackaged like hot cups. And she's like, this is how you're going to eat now. Here's what you're going to do. Because if you're going to eat like this, uh, I'm not going to cook specially for you, but here's some options for you to help yourself. Um, and plus I was raised in a house where, you know, my mom taught us to do our laundry at an early age. We were taught to cook for ourselves. Um, although there was always just ingredients in our house. <laughs> I mean, my mom was always cooking, but she would cook like for a meal, right? Do you know this one where you'd like open the fridge door? And you're like, but there's just ingredients. And she's like, well then make something. <laughs> this is how you see me cook now, right? Like <laughs> I barely have recipes. It's because that's how I was raised. Fend for yourself. My mom cooked for us all the time. We were a home-cooked meal family, but um, she did not, we did not complain and she did not get up and like cook for us. This is the 80s kid. Okay, I digress. So here I am, eighth grade, a vegetarian, but 
technically what's called a lacto-pesco-ovo-vegetarian. So I eat fish, I um, drink milk and eat cheese and dairy, and um, eggs. Yeah. So that was fun. And I thought it was great because uh, I was unique. I had more willpower than you. I was better than you because I resisted the temptation to eat bad foods. And people would ask me like, well, why are you vegetarian? I'm like, oh, you know, I just do it for health reasons. And that was kind of it. And I was a vegetarian for 15 years, kids. Long fucking time. All right. I mean, I had no idea the implications that this was going to have on my body and ultimately my energy and just all of the social implications. But I did it because I'm a stubborn ass human. So uh, there I was. Well, guess what starts to happen? I start to not feel great. Um, I'm getting into chiropractic school at this time. And I'm realizing like, oh, maybe I should eat some lean protein. Because I'm taking nutrition classes. By the way, chiropractors get two terms of nutrition courses, which is way more than any medical doctor. So my nutrition knowledge started back then. And it was a full year of curriculum. And I started to see, hmm, let's bring in some ground turkey and ground chicken. So I started to do that. And I felt better because at the time I also started uh, going to the gym, lifting weights. There was this whole culture with school that we would sit in class. It was terrible, you guys. So you sit in class from eight to five, sit, 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 and then... And that's the terrible part, right? Like, you're just like, oh, I thought we're supposed to be healthy humans. And here I am sitting for nine hours straight. Ugh. And then you have to somehow fit in your workout. You have to eat. Then you have to study. So this is what it looked like. We would all then go downstairs, a bunch of us, at five o'clock. I would take step aerobics. Oh, my gosh. Jen was just an amazing instructor. I fell in love with step aerobics. It was so fun. And then I would lift weights, too. I didn't really know what I was doing. But I would just kind of follow like the dudes around the gym, my bros in my class, and then ask them and kind of see what they were up to. And I would bench press, I would uh, goblet squat, I would do some things like that, willy-nilly, didn't really know. But I was getting stronger. And so I was like, oh, this is great. Um, so that was that time. And then as I graduated school and moved out to Boston, um, I started dating somebody who was like, you're a vegetarian, or you don't eat beef but have you had bacon he's like it's the gateway drug I'm like of course I've had bacon he's like I think you should just have bacon and I'm like I don't want to do that and he's like but I think you should and there was peer pressure for the bacon it is always the gateway drug for like every vegan or vegetarian to come back to the meat side and I was no exception so there I was bacon and then right into beef territory listen I'm so happy that happened. Thank God it happened. But I still like chose a lot of chicken and turkey. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me, still COVID um, remnants. All right. So here we are. And then I start to gain weight again. I go through a life challenge um, and I'm like grasping at straws. I'm like, what can I do to lose this weight again? Because I gained some, a bunch back. Oh, 
I'm not just going to go vegetarian. I'm going to go vegan. Yeah, I did that for four months. Juice cleanses. Um, <clears throat> and one time decided to try high raw vegan, <laughs> which is where you don't eat anything cooked. Good luck to you trying to even be a social human. You're not going out to dinner. You, <laughs> No, there's not an option for you. Okay, so this... I'm like, why am I subjecting myself to this? I didn't ask that question. I was just like, well, I need to lose weight. So therefore I must, what kids? What was it? Restrict, restrict, restrict. And therefore the harder I restrict, the more disciplined I am, the more I remove, the better my results are going to be. That's what I thought. Also, the better I am than you. I'm the winner. And let me tell you why I'm better than you. You know that joke? How do you know somebody's vegetarian? Wait five minutes, they'll tell you. It's the same shit. Like, and they're going to tell you all about it and why it's the better way to be. And let me tell you what now, kids. No is the answer. No, thank you very much. But I did it. At the time, I was running a lot. I trained for a half marathon. Worst day of my life, by the way. I... I got lapped by a fucking marathoner, okay? Let's just tell you that one from the get-go. It was actually um, in Hyannis, which is just down the street from me. And so if you know anything about New England, the Hyannis Half Marathon's in February. Yes. So I had to train on vegan food, by the way, running. Um, But I found people who do this. I found the No Meat Athlete. I found Brendan Brazier, who started Vega. Like, I got support. You can find support anywhere. So here I was, like, veganing it up. And, like, well, I better eat these carbs so I could feel these long runs when it's 17 degrees outside. So what do you think happened? I did not lose weight. Um, I got unbelievably unmuscled. And now I was just carrying around a lot of extra weight trying to run, which was terrible. Wondering why I had low back pain. Like, it was not good. But I did. And here's me, a chiropractor, who had nutrition classes. Still not getting it. Hmm. All right. So many juices later, finally deciding, huh, this vegan life really kind of blows. Um, and my husband's tolerating it, but this isn't going so well. Well, he's my boyfriend at the time. My boyfriend. And so God bless him. Bless JP, who is like... <laughs> been with me through so much and just been by my side. He might have grumbled sometimes. <laughs> I remember, <laughs> actually, I'll never forget this. After that half marathon where I got lapped, by the way, I ran so slow. Um, and I cried during it because it was cold. It was windy. It was in February. And I was just miserable. Never doing another one again. And you're like, don't never say never. Well, how about this? Never. Okay. I've never run more than three miles ever again in my life. Just not interested. Thank you very much. Tell my runners out there, I still love you. And if that's your jam, I'm impressed by you, but not for me. Okay, so JP took us for sushi that day. And I remember, oh, this was maybe another race. And then I remember him grumbling. Oh, it's a vegan restaurant um, called Alive Alive. And I'm like, this is going to be great. I would get my favorite bowl. And he's like, but I need a fucking burger. <laughs> so we walked across the street and got him a burger. He's like, oh, thank God. So marry somebody who's willing to tolerate your bullshit um, is the answer to this um, problem that I had with trying to figure out where do I land, right? 
That's the bigger question. The big question is, why am I trying to do all this? It was for the holy grail of losing weight and getting the body I desired. Oy. All right. So now, now I'm heavy again. And, I'm, and I've gained a lot of weight. Uh, plus, I was dating JP, so there's love chub. You know the love chub. Where you're just fucking happy and you're eating whatever you want. You're drinking the things. You're having sexy dates. Oh, you brought me home a chocolate croissant. That's so nice. Let me eat that. Oh, we're going to go out to dinner and we're going to each get an appetizer. And then we'll each get an entree. Then we'll each get our dessert. Because you don't like what I like and I don't like what you like. But we like each other. So let's just eat. <laughs> that was us. Yeah. Wow, we came back on, fell fierce. It was no bueno. And so, again, I was like, now what do I do? So then I started to do boot camps. And that was okay. It was fine. I was lifting weights again a little bit, you know, really fast. Um, doing some cardio in there, kind of like hit classes, right? So, okay, fine. And then I was like, oh, man, I'm plateauing. And I just don't look like I work out. And my friend was like, well, you should try CrossFit. And I'm like, what's that? And she's like, oh, it's really great. There's just this awesome community. Um, We're going to lift weights. It's going to be really good. And then you can eat paleo. I'm like, what is paleo? So here we go into this one where I just culted up, man. I'm in it. I drank the Kool-Aid fucking hard. Like, it's because that's what I do. I just go hard with everything. So I am now paleo. I am Jacqueline. I'm a CrossFitter. And I, well, you better not be eating any of these foods off of this no list, which is huge and extensive. And I took it to like massive degrees. I did paleo challenges. Um, I distinctly, so paleo is basically like eating kind of ancestral-like. So you're focusing on a lot of whole foods and really eating um, quality protein and focusing on avoiding things that are inflammatory like oils and grains and you're eating a lot of there's a lot of nuts but not peanuts um okay and there's a lot of tenants that are amazing inside of paleo however because I can be so black and white okay I was like well uh, I can't, oh, I can't, I would read labels. I'm like, I can't have that. I can't have that. I remember doing a, a wad one day and then leaving to drive an hour and a half to go to our Cape house at the time. Hello, Frank. And I stopped at Whole Foods to the salad bar to like get something to eat. It just in a huge workout. I had gotten pretty trim. So my blood sugar's low. And I remember going through the salad bar line, reading the labels, like taking all the tags off and reading the back. And I was like, oh, it's chicken breast. I can have that. And then I read that they had like cooked it in canola oil. And I was like, oh, I can't have that. I flipped it back. And so I was going down the line looking for something I could eat. And I couldn't eat anything because it didn't fall into the paleo guidelines. And so guess what I did? I got back in my car, started crying and drove away hungry and drank water. Or how about this one where I went for my birthday and I uh, went to this restaurant and we invited all of uh, my friends from CrossFit and everybody was eating and drinking. They ate birthday cake. What did I do? They brought me a fucking ribeye steak with a candle in it because I was paleo and I didn't eat cake. Yeah, that's the kind of level I took it to. Just fucking massive asshole level. 
And like, how did dep- I want to cry for that girl? I want to cry for that girl who thought she had to be so hard, thought she had to be so dedicated, thought it was the only way to restrict, restrict, restrict to get the body she wanted. And I was sad inside, but I couldn't tell anybody because I was strong. I'm not weak. I can do this. And by the way, I'm better than you. I thought that I'm just such a dick. I I was so disappointed in how I was acting. And I was ultimately not getting results because it started to backfire. Because here's what happens. I was eating by the rules, by the guidelines, by the diet that is described as paleo. But I was eating too much. So if you eat within the guidelines, but you're eating too many fucking calories, guess what, kids? You gain weight. Yep, that was me. So now here I am eating a lot of calories, but I don't know because I don't track, right? I've never tracked. I wasn't tracking food, um, so I had no idea. But I was like, but I'm eating paleo, so I should be fine because this is what's promoted to me inside of this culture of CrossFit. But I'm going to also tell you what was hiding inside CrossFit that I didn't know nobody was talking about was macros. So then Instagram kind of comes along and I see some people talking about macros. I'm like, what the hell is that? What is the macro tracking? How come this chick is eating a peanut butter sandwich over here after she's lifting heavy and looks super jacked? I'm like, but you're not eating paleo. How can you be a CrossFitter? Like that was how ingrained it was into me. And I thought, what the fuck? I'm missing something. I'm missing something. Let's zoom out here. So this is where the exodus of CrossFit starts to happen because I'm recognizing like the diet things that issue for me, uh, how I'm eating, right? Diet, eating. And so I start tracking macros a little bit with this girl who's uh, was a paleo CrossFitter macro person. So now you have paleo macros and um, I'm in this zone. So layers of layers of possible restriction, but possible opening of my mindset of, all right, now we're going to eat in this diet dogma, but then we're going to, you know, do a cut. So we're going to reduce your calories. And I want you to be eating, you know, this much fat and this much protein and this much carbs. And I'm like, oh, this is a lot to learn. Okay. Well, I did that for a while, got some results and then was like, this is fucking too much for my brain. I got to stop. So I did. Then I focused on in the gym why don't I feel great? And it was because I just didn't have enough fuel to fuel my workouts or my body. And I was getting bigger and scared. And I was like, shit, I'm never going to figure this out. Now I'm going to be in a body that I don't feel comfortable in, that's constantly getting injured, that is constantly exhausted. And uh, I, I don't see a way out of this. Enter Brett Contreras, Booty by Brett, and I started seeing, whoa, I can lift weights, lift less, and change my body? I mean, I don't have to do these grueling, terrible wads where I'm completely adrenal taxed, falling on the floor, exhausted, and not getting results, getting constantly injured in my low back, okay? looking at everybody behind me, wondering what they're doing over there, not focusing on myself, trying to be better than the next person, right? And so I thought, what if he's right? What if I can train less and focus on my food? Like what kind of results would I get? 
So then I exited CrossFit and I started lifting. And I said, I'm going to give this six months. Let me give this six months to just see if he's right. Because I didn't trust him. This is some guy on the internet. You know, I'm just like, what does he know about? But he does know. He knows about helping women who do bodybuilding. He helps women shape their bodies. And I thought, okay, let's just really pull back on all this really intense, high-intensity workouts, all this cardio that I'm thinking I need to do to have fat loss because that's what I was told since I was 12. Um, And then what if I just lifted and did some spin classes? Or, you know, maybe one boot camp a week, something like that. That's what I started to do. And I thought, all right, I remember this tracking of this food with this other girl. So let me like gently pay attention to like what I'm eating here. Because I know my brain knows enough to know that I need to eat protein to build muscle. Like I know this answer. Um, I know I need to eat less calories. So like, let's kind of pay attention to a calorie amount, but not like being an aggressive deficit, which I didn't even know how to calculate that for myself at the time. But I was just like, I know that 2,400 calories is probably not the answer for me right now um, because I want to lose some body fat. So I was eating less than that, focusing on protein and then doing these three workouts a week. My body started to change. And I was like, oh shit, (laughs) he was right. We could do it. Okay. So um, I thought it's time now to hire a coach. So I did. And that's when the magic really started to happen. I mean, it was already happening with myself. So I had really started, I started the train rolling. And then we just added a little gas to the tank when I hired my coach. And she really taught me uh, how to do a proper calorie deficit, what I should be doing for my workouts. And... I lost a lot of body fat. I maintained lean muscle mass. However, um, because again, I'm kind of a stubborn asshole, I wasn't always truthful inside of that coaching in terms of how I was feeling because I didn't want to be wrong. And this is, if I could go back and tell that person like, hey, talk about what's going on when you wake up at 2 a.m. and you're starving and you're eating a bowl of cereal in the middle of the night. I wouldn't talk about that because I was embarrassed. Well, why was I embarrassed in front of my coach? I think a lot of people do that. And so then they either give up or they do classic avoidance where they just won't talk to you instead of leaning in and being vulnerable and saying, you know what? Um, I'm waking up and I'm really hungry. I would have learned that wasn't bad or wrong and I just didn't have enough carbohydrates or I wasn't putting the carbs closer to bedtime so I could sleep better or I wasn't having like the right kind of protein carb fat snack before this or that. And so then, therefore, I'm getting this. Let me tell you right now, if you're hiring a coach, start being fucking honest, please. Just tell them the little things that you think might be insignificant. They're not going to make you feel bad. And if they do make you feel bad, run the other way and go hire somebody else. So this person, this coach of mine was wonderful. She would have never made me feel badly. It was me. I was stuck in the zone of, well, I can't tell them because I'm not doing it by the rules and I'm an A-plus student. And so, therefore, um, I'm going to fail and I don't want to fail and I don't want to let her down. Do you see this? This is also a big problem. Again, orthorexia, still an issue, even though I'm starting the flexible diet because I hired her because she was teaching macros and she's like, look, you can eat whatever you want. It's just not all at the same time. And there's no foods on the no list except for the foods that don't make you feel good. Well, also at the time, I started dealing with SIBO, which is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. And I was seeing a functional medicine doctor and she said, well, let's get you off gluten and dairy. 
So therefore, now here we are again with another set of food rules. And we're off caffeine, and I think I was off booze for a while. So I'm now eating again in a very restricted place and tracking macros. And I remember telling my coach, I'm like, I don't know if I could do all this. Like, I'm fucking tired. And she's like, no, there's a lot of naturally gluten-free foods. And I remember her saying that, and I was just like, I get that, but also, like, this is mentally exhausting. And at that time, I wish I would have known to really push and advocate for myself and say, hey, let's take some time to just focus on how can I eat in this way so I don't feel sad that I'm missing out because I'm just finally learning flexible dieting and now I'm again being told I have to take stuff out of my diet. Um, and that was really hard. And I wish I would have advocated for myself. I didn't know how. But watch. Just stay with me for a couple more minutes. We're going to wrap this one up. It's been long, but this is my journey. And I, I need you to understand this because so many of you are struggling with this out there and I want to help you because there is a better way. And you can end the vicious cycle. All right. So we go through this. I wrap up my time coaching with her. Um, One thing also at the time that I didn't understand, and which is what I'm doing now, I did not understand how to do the next phase after the weight loss. Because I had lost the weight, but then I didn't know how to build more muscle after that and eat it a certain way so I could have built it in the way that I needed to and then uh, manipulated my caloric intake to match that. Okay. So that was my fault possibly because I didn't explain like maybe what I really wanted. I was just like, nope, I'm good. See ya. Bye. And that was kind of it versus just saying, Hey, like I really have a goal to build more muscle. What would that look like if we continued to coach together or what can I do on my own? And can I come back to you later if I want to do another cut or what would that look like? And I guess I was just, um, a little green in that space. And so I didn't understand or know. And looking back, I would have said, hey, let's have that conversation. So then therefore I know what's going to happen for me, three, six, nine, 12, 18, 24 months out. That's what I'm doing right now. And that's why I love my coach. Because we have this plan. I'm like, what's, what's up for future Jacqueline? Like what's happening in six, nine, 12 months? What are we doing? And that helps you then reverse engineer and then stay in the zone of where you're at. Because you're like, oh, well, this is temporary. Because I know then for four weeks, we're going to do this. Or I know for 12 or 16 or 18 weeks, we're going to do this. And then you can put your mind to that. You're like, hey, I just know that this is a period of time. But this shoot, this too will end and then we'll get back to this place. Okay, so uh, I end my coaching with her. And then I just like stay in my own place for like the last four or five years. I've just been lifting, continuing to do booty by Brett, flexible dieting. Here's what happened. Um, I came out of that gluten-free, dairy-free phase, uh, caffeine and alcohol. Everything came back into my life because I was dealing with a hypothyroid. And so I had removed those things, but I started to feel a little bit better. And I was like, I want to bring these things back in because I'm fucking sad. I want these foods back in my life. So I started to slowly bring them back in. And then now I just eat them all the time. Um, But I was still dealing with some thyroid issues and still some SIBO. Uh, and then also weight gain after this last year of holy hell with surgeries and unexpected surgeries. And that's when I decided again, well, I want to hire a coach, but I want to hire a coach. Not just, it's not for fat loss because I could do that on my own. I want to hire a coach to help me build muscle. And then we're going to do a fat loss phase. And then what happens after that fat loss phase? Like how can we build more muscle and get me to maintenance and allow me to eat more calories? See Older, wiser. 
knows what she wants, asks for what she wants, gets what she fucking wants. It's only because I have the lived experience. It's also because I've watched other people and thought, oh, I can do that. I need that. I want that. Ooh, that's an option. Huh. She's really doing that? I didn't realize you could do that. Wow. Let me ask for help. Because even though I may know how to do certain things, guess what? It feels really good to have somebody on the other side offering to help you and saying, hey, I got you. Don't deviate from this path. Come be with me. I'm going to walk right by your side. I'm going to be right here. When you think it's not working and you're questioning everything, I am right here. And by the way, you know what? We're ready to shift this. We're ready to change this. I know you're thinking of uh, wanting a different exercise. I know you're thinking of wanting to bring in some other foods. Hey, we can do that. Let's, let's tweak it and let's move it over here. She could still stay on the same path and still continue to get the results. And that's where we've landed today. In addition to that, and I think you'll notice, I really learned how to speak my truth. I've talked about this a hundred times on this podcast. I had a Reiki session uh, and that session opened up my throat chakra and allowed me to start speaking and asking for what I wanted, asking for support, setting boundaries, saying, hey, this is what's going on and here's the help that I need. Can you help me? It's hard for me to ask for help. It's hard for me to ask for support. It's really fucking hard for me to ask because I'm embarrassed and I feel like I should know it all. But I'm unlearning that behavior because this is childhood trauma shit, right? I'm unlearning that I don't need to know it all. I'm not perfect. And as a matter of fact, I'm glad I'm not perfect because then that way you can look at me and say, oh, wow, she's relatable. She is vulnerable. I'm not perfect either. I see myself in her. Therefore, it's okay for me to ask for help too and support. I am worthy. Woo! Okay, 30 minutes. This is it. This is the longest podcast I think I've ever done without having a guest. Did you see something in or hear something in this podcast that you felt like, oh my God, I feel seen? Jacqueline, I need to come coach with you. It's finally time. It's 2024. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Get me off this fucking diet roller coaster. Please, please come help me. I'm ready. I'm not going to be embarrassed because you know what? You're never going to judge me and you love me already before you even met me. This is all very true. (laughs) If it is, send me a DM. Send me a DM on Instagram and say, hey, I'm ready. Let's just go do this. Okay. It's going to be a lot of fun, you and me. Okay. Because I've lived through it and I know what it feels like. So I want you to have the same experience I did of getting finally to that place of freedom. If you found this episode helpful, could you please rate, review, or subscribe? Share it to your Instagram. Share it with somebody who you know has been on that struggle boss and you feel like they're really ready to make a change. As always, thank you for tuning in to the Live Well with Jacqueline podcast. Have a great day.